Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Build Your Body and Mind, the podcast that delves into all things related to health and fitness. I'm Coach Gill, and today I'll be discussing the unique challenges for women over 50. This episode will kick off a new series dedicated to women's health over 50. Today, I thought I'd touch on mental health to get started. Before we begin, it's essential to recognize that mental health is integral to our overall well-being. As we age, paying attention to our mental and emotional states becomes even more critical. Today, we'll explore some common challenges faced by women over 50, and I'll discuss strategies for maintaining good mental health. I think it's important to talk about this because women in their 50s and beyond often navigate through a myriad of life changes, from emptiness to retirement, and perhaps even the loss of loved ones. These transitions can significantly impact mental health. It's crucial to recognize and validate these challenges. Some common mental health challenges faced by women over 50 are loneliness, anxiety, and depression. Changes in hormone levels can also influence mood and contribute to mental health issues. Societal expectations and stereotypes can add an extra layer of complexity. A little about me. If you don't know already, I am 55 years old. And I suppose it was around 40, maybe a little after 40, 41 or 42. I did start to notice a change in my mental outlook. Up until then, up until about 40, I was really living the life I had planned out for myself. I had started my own business. It was finally thriving. I was earning good money. I was living in France. Uh, I had friends. I had lots of uh, activities. Things were going well. And suddenly, it was as if a deep funk sort of came over me. And I started to feel a little down. I wouldn't say sad, but the things that I once found joy in were no longer giving me joy. I didn't really have the desire to go out as much or interact with others. I was beginning to ask, is this all there is? What's the point of doing this or that? I can just stay in and do that. I was, I do think I was, it was a slow moving depression. And I think that was combined with, and I hate to say it, a midlife crisis. And as I look back on it now, it was, that was the beginning of a true midlife crisis. I like to use the term midlife transition because I think transitions are often painful. They're often difficult, but when we make it through to the other side, life is better. But I didn't have that hindsight at the time because I was going through it. Anyway, um... What happened was I started, well, I was always an endurance athlete, but I started doing triathlons. It started out short distances and 
I, I knew this from before. Any endurance sport you do, you're going to feel better right after. So I started running longer, cycling longer, and swimming longer, and doing these triathlons, and I started to feel better for a while. In fact, I do think triathlon saved my life in that I was able to push back uh, a lot of that suffering because I was immersing myself in sport. And it got so to the point that I started competing in Ironman races. And from there, I became a triathlon coach and I trained people and I still do. I trained athletes to prepare for half Ironman and Ironman races. And that was all well and good. And like I said before, that helped push the the discomfort, the sadness, the hopelessness, the loneliness. That helped keep it under control for some time. But I want to emphasize, it's true. When you do any sort of physical activity, you will feel good during and, and definitely right after. But... I, I guess my message is I want people to understand that this is not a solution. It's, it's a way to cope, to get through a challenging time in your life. But it, endurance sport will never solve your problems. And I was under the belief at the time that it would. And I was wrong. So I started, I was, you know, really hardcore Iron Woman back then between, I guess, between, what, uh, 2013 to 2019. And in fact, as I've told you before, in 2018, I did the, uh, the Tour de France route one day before the professionals with a group of French ladies. We wanted to get a women's Tour de France. So that endurance challenge lasted for three weeks we cycled every day except for two days off, and we did each stage one day before the professionals, the same distances. And that totaled, I guess, it's a little over 3,500 kilometers total for that whole three weeks. And it was during that time that I understood, and definitely right after, it was that period that I understood that endurance sport was not going to save my life like I had said. I was going to have to make some real changes and really face some truths that I was trying to avoid. And what happened was we had the pandemic, and I'll admit that didn't make things better for me. But right after, I knew it was time to strip down my entire life to the basics and rebuild, keeping what works and finally getting rid of the things that do not work. And my solution, and I, I realize this isn't for everyone, my solution was to grab my backpack, I was still living in France, grab my backpack and my bike, my, my road bike, my, my best friend, and take off on a journey cycling around France, bike packing and house sitting. And so I spent a lot of time, I'm used to living in cities and it's French cities that I mostly know well. I spent almost all of that time in rural France, in the countryside, not a lot of people. And I lived a minimalist life on purpose to, first of all, see how minimal I can get, if it could bring me joy. And then I would add the things that I knew, well, you have to have. So 
I did that for the past two years. I'm only finished. I only ended this journey uh, in December 2023. And I'm better. I'm better for it. But by the way, it didn't take two years to get better. Um, I started feeling better after six months of cycling around. I started writing. I finished writing a, a book that was dear to me about my uh, Tour de France experience. I decided that writing works for me and brings me real joy. Uh, there are many things in my life I know I no longer need, and I am stronger now to face a lot of the challenges that I will face soon, simply because I'm 55. So that was my strategy. That was my, that worked for me. I do not think that everyone needs to take off for two years and wander around a particular country. You, I I recommend it, uh, but I don't. I know that's not for everyone. Anyhow, um, the point of this episode really is I believe that talking about mental health and aging and especially middle age is something that maybe we don't talk about enough. There are too many cliches and I think in talking about it maybe we can find some solutions. It's time to break down the stigma surrounding mental health. Seeking help doesn't make you weak. It makes you resilient. Uh, I'm not one for therapy or counseling, but therapy, counseling, and support groups are valuable resources that can provide a safe space to discuss and navigate these challenges. It's not for everyone. I don't think it's for me, but I do know these tools can help many people. And remember, your mental health matters just as much, if not more, than your physical health. If you're not good in your brain, nothing, everything will come to a halt. You have to take care of your brain and your body. Brain first, body second. You have to take care of all that. So, um, yeah, if you're not going to just take off on your bike and cycle around France, I do have some strategies for improving mental well-being. And I think these would apply to everyone-ish, sort of. But I have three. So one is prioritize self-care. This means making time for activities that bring you joy, relaxation, and fulfillment. Whether it's reading a book, practicing mindfulness, or indulging in a hobby, self-care is a powerful tool for preserving mental health. Second... Staying socially connected, and this was my thing. I really did not want to be around people. My first reflex in going through this midlife crisis was to isolate myself, and that was a mistake. Cultivate and maintain strong relationships with friends and family. Surrounding yourself with a supportive community can be a buffer against the challenges life throws in your way. And three, embrace change. Embracing change is also a key component to good mental health. Life after 50 will bring new opportunities and adventures. If you let it, if you refuse, they will always be challenges and painful situations. Always look for new opportunities. Don't be afraid to try new things, set new goals, and redefine your purpose.
Before I wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with a reminder. You're not alone. Many women are navigating the same challenges and their strength in unity. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Build Your Body and Mind, the Women's Health Series. I hope our discussion about women's health over 50 has been enlightening and empowering. Remember, your mental well-being is a priority and taking steps to care for it is an investment in a fulfilling and joyful life. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Until next time, take care of yourselves and embrace the beauty of this journey called life. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.